it's a triple play. New episodes of Conway. First gate, press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Clock in, you can catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life, uh, married to it, my wife. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are here to talk about Sword Art Online episode 22. This one's called mm -hmm. Alice. And I feel like we can't properly talk about this episode if we don't get into the entire existential debate over whether we think AI is truly human and what that means for planet Earth. Because I feel like this, um, this episode, you know, kind of dabbles in that a bit very shortly. Um, and it's an interesting topic of discussion and might ruin some friendships here or there. So I don't know. I'm curious to think or to know rather where your guys thoughts are. And then I'll probably just offer the counterpoint just because, and, uh, you know, we'll all get pissed at each other. And it'll be a great time. Unless you guys want to talk about something else uh, pertinent in the episode first, but be my guest, Gavin, Isaiah. I mean, I'm dad. <laughs> I'm just busting balls. About how good Alice looks. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Okay. So, Ian over here was like. Because uh, the whole episode is kind of like centered around like basically it, not the whole episode, but the press conference part of it is all you know the human humans being like, ah, it's a robot. I can't trust a robot. And it's like, nigga, <laughs> why is it that like every human is just scared of of anything? Like, not like my problem with like the way people treat this kind of subject, the ones you know obviously who are on the side of like fearing against it, is that the fear is usually founded in like some unknown, not like it's it's. It's based in the fact that, like, they just don't know, right? And that's why they're afraid. They're not afraid because they have any viable facts. That literally, one of the niggas is like, "Well, you've seen the movies, right?" And it's like, "What the fuck? What, is that your evidence? The Terminator?" <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, not that I'm agreeing or disagreeing, but uh, to be fair, they intentionally made I feel the some of the reporter questions very stupid purposely. You know what I mean? Because I think it was supposed to drive the point home that it's like, "All right, sit down." You know what I mean? And then she gave him some like philosophical answer. To be fair, but anyway, as you were saying, sure. But my my thing here is that like, it, but that is the question that the episode asks, right? Whether or not the reporters are supposed to be the focal point in which uh, we're actually asking this question, um, the question is still asked, right? Is are these uh, beings created in the underworld that have floodlights? Are they accurate representations of a human soul? And is you know what does it mean to be human? Um, and Alice's whole stance is that like hu being human doesn't like mean it's about like where your creation started right if she bleeds the same that people do if she feels the same way that people do um and and she lived a life the same way humans do is that like that like because you know we're talking about like i mean you know these are obviously big questions which yes the episode doesn't dive super deep into but like what does it mean to be human like what do you consider a human right i mean the show kind of goes through that thing the whole uh this whole season of like the people in the underworld, in the dark territory of like, what the, like, are you human because of the way you look? Are you human because of the way you think? Are you human? Be you know what I mean? And like the stereotypical, like artificial intelligence, right? Is like the, the robot looking robot that speaks <laughs> like a robot, but like knows, has knowledge like people do. Right. So then people are like, oh, well it's, it's your brain, right? It's like, you can think about complicated issues and solve them. Like that's what makes you human. And it's like, well, robots can do that right? Technically. And robots have plenty of things that make them, in, at least in my mind, not human. 
So it can't be, you know what I mean? And so like it's it begs the question and at least, you know, again, from the world that Sword Art has created, which is obviously implied leagues and leagues above our own as, as far as technological advances, like what does it mean, you know, uh, the ocean or yeah, the oceanic turtle has created this this thing, right? Fluck lights that are essentially people. Like they 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 have I'm trying to find the right word here. They have like they've created people in another means that isn't um like biological. And like I, I I like I don't know. I think that, that there's a part of me, I guess, and this is like a personal thing, where like I'm a very like just because like my mind is a very curious one, right? So like w- this kind of stuff like to me always opens up this door of like, oh, okay, well like cool, let's like sit down and find out like what's going on here. Like let's move, let's get to a place that's ahead of this and move forward where it's like I feel like the only reason that like this doesn't or couldn't ever happen is because there's too much of like humanity and people that are like nah fuck it i want to stay like in this you know this little square here where like i know what humans look like and and like you know what i mean i can live my life um i don't want to step outside this box because when i do i have to face a whole bunch of awkward and uncomfortable questions that i don't want to answer and it's like but like that's you don't get anywhere you know if you don't if you don't do that you know there's one line in the episode where um yeah you know one of the first reporters um, is like, yeah, uh, if you could just like open her skull so we can see that like there's a brain in there. Like <laughs> yeah, I got to know that like she's a person. And she's like, well, how do I know you're not a robot? Like open, you know what I mean? And it's like stuff like that where it's like being human is not just like I have skin and I have flesh, you know? It's like there's there's something there's something more there. And I think the Oceanic Turtle as an organization, what, they're, what they made with Alice, what they made with like being able to uh, replicate floodlights um, and essentially copy human souls is... I mean, one, obviously about as close as anything, whether fictional or non-fictional, I think has gotten to to replicating humans. Um, but I think it's like a good step, you know? It's not like used to like control people. Like they have free will. They have the ability to to live their own lives separate from, you know what I mean? Uh, any attachments to whatever entity created them. Mm. Gavin, what do you think? I don't know. I kind of dip my foot into both pools where I agree with a lot of stuff that you say. I get... I guess my really only, the one thing I don't agree with necessarily would be considering them 100% human. I think I think that word comes with more weight than what it's meant to be in terms of, I think that there's a big discrepancy between, or there's just a big inherent difference between an actual human and even if, well, I shouldn't even say actual human, like a biological human and a non-biological human. Because even with the interaction with Alice, she recognizes that she isn't technically a biological human. So with that, you'd also assume that these AI, these AIs or whatever you want to like categorize them under, they are also well, they're, they're knowledgeable in the fact that they aren't biological humans. So I really don't think it needs to come down. Like I'm more in the camp that you don't consider them humans per se because in my mind i would think of a bio a bio like the biological term for a human would be like what we know of it to this day and i don't think it would be a bad thing necessarily calling them something different in that sense if it's not used in a derogatory manner so i don't think if you looked at like alice and per se didn't say like if if you saw alice and you didn't refer to her as a human you referred to her as a person or xyz I don't think it would be she would take offense to it and be like, oh, but I'm like, you know, I want to be considered as a human, but I know well and dear, like, I am not 
technically a human because I get in this weird lens where when you start skewing the two and just trying to blend everything together that isn't actually technically like it's like together if that makes sense like I'm very big on don't blur the lines just for the sake of doing it because philosophically there's the debate on whether like there's bits and pieces that can be considered it and yes that's true and very valid but like there also should be just set like not guidelines per se, but like, it's like when you specify an animal off a species, you don't just go like, oh, like this bird is considered the same. Like there's, there's different categories for everything. And that's not bad that they're categorized. It's what makes it bad is when you start actually pitting them against each other and using that for argumental sakes to like get a one step over another person. And that is what I feel is dangerous. And what a lot of the problems that we face in the real world is now is when people are in categories and you're using that against each other. And especially for derogatory, physical, whatever meaning and harm that you were meant to impose on that person. That is when I think it's like a, when it's used negatively. However, like even from a scientific standpoint or other one or like, other viewpoints if you use it positively categories by nature aren't bad things it's whether you as a person or an individual use them and utilize them for negative purposes which i believe happens a lot however in in totality i think it's also just as much as a negative to take that generalization of categories and say they're all bad because this happens no it's bad because people blow them out of proportion so by my logistical mind is like, okay, I wouldn't refer to her refer to her as a biological human. Does she have traits as a human? Yes. And is that by, like, you can get to the philosophical debate, is she more human than me? Probably. And I know for a fucking fact she's going to be smarter than me. Like, a lot of people are smarter than me. And that doesn't mean that I'm trying to make an excuse to why she's less human, but just by definition, it isn't, like, the, the true nature of it is biologically she isn't a human. However... I can categorize, even if I ask them, what would you rather be categorized as? And they're like, well, obviously, if I want to be called a human, okay, then I'll call you a human and call it a day. But, like, at the end of it, I would want there to be something specific that, like, they have their own safe space, if that makes sense, where they could be called and what they're known as because, like, technicalities aside, they are their own entity in a sense. So I guess that's where, like, my whole thing is. I don't know if that makes sense or not. I kind of, like, dip into both spectrums, but... Like, in my mind, I'm like, I wouldn't call you a biological human because you aren't. And even you're more or less aware that you aren't a biological human. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying, like, you're not a human, you're a piece of shit. No, it's just the reality of it. You're just not a real human being. You are this. Whether what, whether you want to be called AI or get, you know, offended by it. And I feel like a lot of it comes from just your personal perspective. Is like, you can't call that thing an AI because you need to call it a human because it would get, like, offended in some way. And it's like... No, if you use it in an offensive way and that's what you're using to put them down, well, then, yes, they're going to take it offensively. But if it's just a generalized term like, hey, you're AI, like, good for you. I wish I could be AI. You know, it's like it's very much in the delivery on the conversation on what's going about and how you're using it. And I feel like especially nowadays, people just kind of bend it to however they want it to mean when it's not like the actual legitimate reason or purpose to why it's there in the first place, if mm. that makes sense. So I, that's really just my thought on it. Yeah, fair enough. I um, am not nearly knowledgeable enough <laughs> uh, to really have like an educated opinion on it. So I'll try and make it as vague as possible. But uh, it's definitely interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and there's definitely arguments to be made on both sides, which can be taken very seriously. Yeah. My, I have two things. And 
one of them relates to the show and then otherwise, and then one of them specifically relates to the show. So my first kind of question that I asked myself in my head is why? And what I mean when I ask that is that, and again, this show could provide certain context, right? To, to why these AI are created and why, what their, mm-hmm. what their intention is, et cetera. But I almost feel like in a sense they're if your goal is just to create this AI and replicate it as close as you can possibly to a human virtually making it human, right? You're creating a human, right? Um, inorganically in a sense. I, I need to know, I, I got to know like the real reason, right? Because at the end of the day, we run into these problems potentially, right? Cause it's like, okay, do we classify them as this? And then once you classify them as something else, of course it's human nature to, you know what I mean? To go into your own classification. Then you're like, well, they're not human. So they're them, you know? And then there's this whole like debate with that and that gets kind of crazy. But then at the same time, if they're not actually organically human, then it's like, all right, well then we can't call them that. And then there's the debate of like, what makes human? It's a whole fucking rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Um, But my thing at the end of the day is that, you know, if you're just making them for the sake of making them, and I, I mean this not even in terms of the show, but just in real life too, like, I I wonder sometimes why, you know what I mean? Like, that the, the real reason is because in my head, I'm like, okay, well, if you're not, if you're not making them to, you know, perform labor in some way, shape or form, and not only physical, but like, hey, my kid needs a tutor, you know what I mean? Like, let me get AI Susie to come help you with math, you know, because the, mm-hmm. the parents are at work, et cetera, like, that is a term that is a a means of labor in one way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, or service. Yeah. Service, yeah, probably be a better term. So, like, okay, you but you don't want to force them to do that, right? Because then it's like, okay, that's uh, unethical, right? Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, I come to the conclusion, I'm like, okay, so then like, why why are we making them, right? Like, I feel like at that point, it's almost to say that we could, and like to me, that raises a weird moral dilemma of like trying to kind of play God, you know? And uh, yeah. it gets like weirdly philosophical, but it's just like, I can't I can't wrap my head around the notion of you trying to make these AI, if not for some sort of ulterior purpose, whether it's for services, whatever that could be, that's yeah. such a large scale, or just to say that you can do it. Yeah. Because um, beyond that, if you don't, for, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be those sort of issues that come up. And if you were just doing it for the sake of doing it, it's like, why'd you do it to begin with? That's that's something that's hard for me to get my head around. Number two, my second thing, this relates to the show more, um, being that, you know, this is the world of sword art and it is what it is. We're not going to try and debate it from outside the TV screen. But there's something in me, though, that's like, okay, now clarify this for me, guys, because this is something that I may have missed. Mm-hmm. Are they planning on making these AI through multiple different, games or like simulated worlds or is it strictly underworld that these people are coming out of? Cause the underworld had the world's end altar and all that kind of stuff. So like, do you, does anyone have any clarification on that? Cause that'll maybe answer my question before I, well, I mean the it. only flucked lights that they really have available if they wanted to like create more would be what they have. Would be underworld. Yeah. Would be there's underworld. No other, yeah. There's no there's other experiment that going possess on. It, like that's, that's underworld know. is part of that experiment. Yeah. Okay. They now don't make fluck lights in any other, mm-hmm. okay. in any other place. So here, so here's my thing with that. I feel that if that's the ongoing thing here, like we're going to be producing AI spawn, essentially out of underworld. Um, and I know they're kind of like 
it's kind of out of their hands once they create the world, but it kind of seems inconvenient that the world of Underworld is so vastly different from the world as they know it. And I feel like that would make it very difficult for potential new AI spawn who are coming out of this being human to assimilate into said human world. And it's almost as like they're coming from a literal different, well, they're coming from a different world, really. But like, if you want to take it on a smaller scale, at least the way I see it in my head, it's like they're coming from like a different country, not even different country, like a different time, right? You know what I mean? Like based off the things that they, the way that they conduct their lives and where they are. And again, it brings me back to the question, like why? You know what I mean? Like why or why? You know what I mean? It just seems like a lot of complications for like not a lot of upside to be honest beyond the fact that it's like yeah we could do it like there's even a point where the uh one guy at the you know the end i can't remember his name starts with an f or whatever is like you know and everyone has their own motivation so that's fair but like he's like yeah you know when he didn't cancel kirito he's like i just i couldn't do it dude i like i gotta see what happens you oh, know what i mean did? he's like i gotta yeah, he was that it yeah, yeah, yeah um he's like i gotta see what happens with this and then when kirito suggests you know getting the 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 original antagonist and like he's like i can make this paradox thing i gotta see what happens like it's this whole like curiosity thing which is great but it's like now we're getting to the point where it's like if you're literally making these things humans that you're literally fucking with human lives and souls at this point so it's like i think that's uh where my head lies i'm i'm uh i don't know it brings more questions well, it's this it's i think it's like this idea of i mean you know the whole thing centers around the scientists right of like scientific discovery if mm-hmm. you have the ability um to create something or 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 experiment and by proxy like move forward in human development as a you know in response to whatever it is that you can do like it would be foolish to just stay where you are because you know in their minds because like that's safer or that's comfortable or that's you know better because I think you know I'm no scientist but like I think the mindset is almost like well, hu- humanity where we are is not like a peak. We're not like perfect. We're not like this thing that's like, you know, on the highest pedestal of existence. So like if humanity, if there's a place for humanity to go where they can get better, whether that's through biological or, or artificial means, like why would you not take it there? And I think that's like, because, you know, with Higa's, I think Higa's mindset can seem, and, and it probably is to be fair, at least again, in the context of the show, um, somewhat destructive, but like that, because he's at heart, he is a man of science, right? He's somebody who's like, well, this could potentially be opening Pandora's box if I do this, right? If I introduce these two, you know, near perfect uh, copies of the of these real people's flock lights. He's like, I don't know what could happen. Like, you know what I mean? We've never done, I mean, his whole awe of meeting Kirito's copied flock light was that like technically that is the oldest living person in human history, period. So like there's this, you know, it's that it's that sense of like, what does that mean then? What does that look like? Is, is there a way that in the future then through floodlights and artificial humans that humans can live longer, much longer than, you know, our what our biological or natural life expectancy is? And it's like that idea of like bettering humanity, right? Or like getting to a place where humanity's biological faults don't have to be, you know, always and forever their ultimate end game. Yeah, but so, I th- I feel like I'm sorry. I just I had a, I had a thought. Yeah, I, I feel like then though it's like the the more you go into that camp, the less human you become, right? Because I feel like what makes us mortal and what makes us human 
is our limitation. And I feel like because, you know, there's a saying in, in some sort of philosophy, I don't know if it's in Jewish religion, it's like God God has everything, but what is the one thing that God is? He's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. He's, um, you know, omniscience of, of all. He can do anything, right? But what is the one thing? What is the one thing that God lacks, right? And the question, you know, people are like, well, I don't know. He can't like anything. And the, and the answer is limitation, right? Like that is what makes him God, essentially, and the fact that he, you know, humans are like these caricatures that play out their roles and, you know, in life and society and whatever. And like, because we are mortal, because we can be hurt and because we are limited is what kind of like is part of what makes us human in our humanity. So I feel that there's, I guess there's, you could keep climbing the proverbial ladder in a sense, but like, if you get too far to a certain, like each time you take a new step, each time you grab onto that new tree branch, you have to discard the one behind you. And like that necessarily might not be bad. And this isn't to say that I'm disagreeing with you per se. I'm just kind of, you know, where my head, the initial questions that I ask, but I feel like with any gain, there has to be sacrifice. And then like, when you're talking about these sort of things, each rung up the ladder, you go that, you know what I mean? Like the less, at least in this case in particular, you become a little less human along the way, depending on, you know, where that goes. So I think it's interesting. And then my, also my other rebuttal would be that like Higa though, it's like, sure, he's a scientist and like, that's what he does, right. Is to, you know, try and see, well, well what would happen with this and experiment and stuff. But now there's the moral question of like, okay, yeah, it's one thing when you're doing that, when you are, I don't know, experimenting with something or anything that doesn't now involve human lives, right? Because now it's like he, in essence, is almost like playing his own God in the sense that he's like, oh, Kirito, like, sorry, bro, I couldn't delete you. But like, that's still his soul essentially in there, right? And he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this other guy in here. Oh, by the way, I axed Asuna. You know what I mean? Like, she's out, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now it's like every step that you're taking in the name of science and experimentation is fucking with people on like, a really deep level. So like, I think that's for me where the moral well, dilemma comes up, you know? I, so I get what you're saying. Um, I personally disagree because I think it's more about how you climb that ladder and not necessarily the fact that you're climbing it to begin with. Um, but I think there's a lot of like religious stuff tied into what you're saying and like different fundamental beliefs that kind of, you know, can get mucky. Um, but so all, yeah, all, I guess all I'm saying is that I, yeah, it's just that. I, I think it's a little bit more about like, the way that you get to the top and not necessarily the fact that you're willing to go there, like what discerns as to what makes you human or not. But that's just, I, I see what you're saying. That's yeah. Just my no, that's fair enough. Well, yeah. What do you think? I'll give it cause it's interesting. Like obviously beliefs and stuff aside, I'm just going to throw shit out there. I'm not religious in any aspect, but with my, like I, I tend to lean more with Ian on that. And I guess with me, I like it. I just feel I, I prefer the more natural route of life. And I don't know, like not to sound like weird or corny in any way, but like, like I probably live on a farm, bro. I raise chickens and shit. <laughs> like for me, for me, it's like I have I feel more of an appreciation for the cycle of life in that aspect. Like, you know, I just I've that's how I've been ingrained. Like that's just how my life has been. You know, just with hunting and with you know raising animals and stuff like that. Like, for me, like death is normal, but it's also that's also something. That's why you appreciate your life in that aspect. And whether you want to do something or do nothing with your life, like as long as you're lit, taking it day by day and you're trying to enjoy it to the best of your ability, for me, that's all that matters. I don't care what I'm doing in between. It's up to you to make that happiness for yourself. And when you're reaching instances like this, where it's like you have the ability to go beyond those limits and beyond those barriers. And 
for me, it's just, it's just, it's like, I feel weird saying unnatural, but it's like, I just, I don't know. For me, it's just, I get a weird feeling inside when that's mentioned that I'm like, what's wrong, which is living normal life. Like, I feel like many of the problems that we seek, like we're, we're looking for resolution in our problems through these outlets, whether it's through AI, whether it's through, you know, whatever human development or discoveries. And yes, they're important. And I actually heavily back innovations in general. I do feel like it would help humanity and society more to focus our attention more in some areas and direct them into other places that aren't needed. Like for me, having the most advanced AI system in the universe isn't the most important thing. I think there's a lot of stuff just at home and sociable and, you know, economical. Like there's a fucking million other problems that we can like focus our resources on and helping people and like helping society as a whole other than going a more unnatural route where it's like, oh, we can just like create our way out with these like robots or whatever to help us live life and stuff like that. It's like, I just feel like there's so many other avenues of innovation, like routes that you can take to get to a similar goal that you don't need to be like necessarily playing God in a sense, if that has any relevancy. No, that's fair. We all, we all stated opinions on it. And I think it's an interesting conversation because no one is right or wrong. Right. You know what I mean? In that, in that scenario. And it's a very deep question, which is why exactly I want to bring this up Mm -hmm. is I actually appreciated this episode of sword art. Um, you know, as one of, one of my, uh, more liked ones because it brings up these interesting questions, which are great for conversation. I also wanted to talk about, again, your thoughts on uh, the fact that Kirito chose to wipe his memories when he got out of whatever that state, you know, that stasis state that he was in. Cause I know for one um, me, I was like, wow, why'd you do that? You know what I mean? Like, why did you wipe them, et cetera? Um, but I was curious. I don't know. Maybe I'm ignorant to like, he already had that plan before anything or like this was news. Like based off your reaction, didn't it seem like it was news to you guys too? I, well, you can go if you want to. I think it's it's more uh, Kirito. I mean, like, you know, because it's said in the episode and, you know, sort of like said without being said that like Kirito and Asuna obviously spending 200 years uh, in Underworld had plenty of time to talk and chat about like, existence and all that shit Mm. um and i'm sure one of their conversations at some point came to like the uh you know to the realm of like what are we gonna do with this 200 years you know plus uh words of knowledge like should we just roll up into the real world and be like what's up we here um and and be those sort of like in a sense uh enhanced beings or in heightened you know beings with with somebody who is you know at whatever stage you want to uh call them but like just has this stupid high like level of knowledge in reference to like a regular human their age um and i think it can i think it comes down to the idea that like kirito and asuna like from the underworld realize that like that's just too much it's too much knowledge for them to have to hold on to it's too much for them to have to live with it's too much knowledge for them to have to because i think the other thing is they didn't and this is touched on in the episode a little bit later too they don't it wasn't, it's not like just straight knowledge, right? That they took. That's that's 200 years worth of living. They lived lives, right? They like met people, they formed relationships, bonds, they loved like, you know, like there's memories and like, I mean, in 200, like literal lifetimes all crunched in there that like, they don't just get to carry the raw info over with them. They carry all of that shit. So all of that, all of those people that they've loved, all those people they've met, all those people, all those things that they've done, they were basically the kings and the king and queen of underworld. All of that is gone. 
and they're just in the real world now with nothing but the, that knowledge, nothing with, but those memories. And I think that is, I think anyway, that they ultimately decided that that's a little bit too destructive for the psyches of Asuna and Kirito in the real world to have to hold on to and to have to maintain. So Kirito, at least, or, you know, Kirito and Asuna, I think, came up, you know, which is the plan they explain later, of regardless what happens, we need to make sure that, like, these memories get deleted. Now, obviously, that was the plan, and Higa said, fuck that noise, I'm a science nigga. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, like, and I think that's why he said because it was a shock to me, too, at first, because I'm like, bro, that's, like, the literal ultimate cheat code. What's, what's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah. But, like, again, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I, I think ultimately, I you know, I guess someone out, like, the more responsible play here is to be like, no, that that is a... That is a Kirito of another life, literally, right? And, you know, the Kirito of... Because, you know, and we see a little bit later at the end of the episode when, when he's sort of still... Um, I guess haunted is is, is an appropriate term uh, by the memories of Yu-Gi-Oh! in a sense that, like, Kirito, you know, minus the 200-year buff that he gets, still has a lot of his own baggage and things to live to, to live the rest of his life on with. And I think, ultimately, Underworld Asuna and Kirito decided that those 200 years... Like there shouldn't be, they shouldn't add on any more to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair enough, Gavin. Yeah. What do you think? I don't even think it was much as they really. I think it started off in their journey that they would have a choice on whether they'd want to keep it or not. But then toward the end of it, I think it reaches the point that you see with a lot of like, for example, older people that you see who reach the end of their life. They're just like, bro, I have been alive too long. Like literally, just pull the plug and. I resonated with that, especially when Higa pulled up his soul, because realistically, they don't age. They're in the underworld. They live fucking 200 years. They physically don't age. However, it became very apparent when Higa was talking to him, you can literally hear the distress in Hirito's fluck-like like, fluck like voice when they're talking. Like, like that Hirito sounded like he just wanted to fucking kill himself. Like, literally, <laughs> he was just like, you good? And he was like, uh... Uh, me and Asuna had, like literally listen back to Kirito's normal voice in that one and that fucker looked like he was like trying to find a bridge to jump off of and just not wake up and I literally think that just come like that it kind of ties back to what we brought about before is like when you're kind of playing with that you know almost like playing God in a state where it's no one's have been able to live that long you know and that's why he kept him alive and it's like what would happen if you do live that long and I feel like they're just in the human psyche at least for us there just reaches a point where it doesn't matter if you can age or not there, there just has to be, like, a time where you're like, bro, just let me fucking die. Like, I'm just done. Like, yeah. and, and that's what I genuinely felt like because, again, it's kind of what it seemed at the end of it when he had that conversation. He's like, dude, even in the underworld, like, I'm kind of just toast. Like, I'm going to still live and I'm still doing my thing, but, like, I'm kind of just want to start over. And I feel like Kirito, when he woke up, it's like that same thing. He's like, well, I think bro, we've he been wasn't... He wasn't necessarily, so I don't, I read that a little bit differently. I don't think he was necessarily preaching the idea that like his time is up and that he's tired of living because remember that's one of the advantages of the flux lights is they literally don't feel afflictions of things like living an extended period of life due to physical ailments because they don't have any, it doesn't exist. So that like, that affliction, I guess that well, we're talking about from like li- living old is just quite literally not a factor. But don't forget, you're not talking about Kirito. So like you're, you're also, you're not blending just a regular fluck light who's been raised and, you know, grown. You're talking about Kirito's fluck light, which has real world experiences and inflictions on life and death. And then also taking a copy of that. So it's not starting artificial from the ground up to where you wouldn't have that sense of even, like ability of knowledge to have any like reference point, but Kirito's does. But so. I think I think literally once you take the the physical element away from that, as in once they copied his fuck light and took the physical, you know, part of Kirito away from that, like 
doesn't even matter. That's still no longer a component here because now all we're dealing with is the literal flux light, the literal data and memory, which doesn't feel anything like affliction from age or how long it's been alive. I think it was more of like it's become it's now because of its its life, uh, you know, because of how long it's lived, it's become this like, you know, almost like the the stereotypical like wise character archetype where he's just he he has this knowledge and he's like, you know what, I've been alive this long. This is what I think and this is what I know. I mean, again, it feels a little in 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 this scenario and and because of the show specifically mm-hmm. um skewed because this man was not just alive for 200 years like in the real world and underworld ducking in and out of, of mm-hmm. you know whenever he wanted he was lived 200 years as the king of underworld right so yeah. there's a very specific bias that this entity has towards underworld i mean when he gets booted up by hego that's all he really his motivations that's where they are he's like what's going to happen to underworld how safe is underworld is there a scenario in which Underworld can live, you know, freely and independently of its reliance on the real world? And his last statement is, if anything, if it comes down to it, dude, I'm fighting for the Underworld. Yeah. And it's like, this is a man who I think isn't so much tired of living, but is, is knows, knows and understands how, because he it is Kirito's fuck light, how the real world operates and how Underworld operates, but is sort of like skewed in this bias uh, of being, you know, uh, such a part of the underworld's history now that, like, he's, I think it's almost like he's tired of the, um, there's no, like, he's tired of, like, the deliberating, right? He's tired of, like, the, like, oh, well, like, maybe there's this, maybe, th-. no, he's been alive long enough to know that there isn't or that there can't be without X or Y. And and I think there, it at least, to, again, to me, it came off more as, like, as, like, this, as like the king of, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like a different. Well, I'm not. So I, I want to clarify because I'm not talking about that entity specifically. I'm talking about when Kirito initially wakes up because that you pull it aside, that copy at the end of the day, it is a copy. And yes, it's obvious that it doesn't have any physical feelings in that regard because it is a copy and literally it has to, it doesn't have a choice on the state that it's living at. However, based off of the expression that was the copy it's based off of in the state of, the tone of the voice that you can tell when Kirito then wakes up and you can see it in it and you like literally they make it a point to flash into his eyes and you can fucking see inside like that was like a clear representation of someone who's just like you have been along for too live and even he's like I need <laughs> you've been but, alive for too long but no well, he's like I've been alive for too long and that's why he was like yo delete my memories like because realistically he's waking up and has lived the like longevity of two lifetimes like you're telling yeah, me he's yeah, got yeah. to go live out a third one? Like this fucker's like no control. No, I know. Delete. I know like, you're talking about like know, like the, the literal Kirito, the first Kirito that wakes yeah. up. I'm just saying again. I, I don't think that that's how it read. It read to me more as like this is a man who who understands that the light, the world he woke up in in that instance in that moment, which was the real world, um, is not a world that he belongs in. Right, and that's why he said wipe my memories because I, the 200 year old king of underworld, don't belong here. I belong in underworld. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I have a couple thoughts. I think uh, Kirito's situation, Asuna's situation, is very interesting because I relate it to almost like um, Gavin. I won't even try, but Wolverine. Uh, have you seen Wolverine movies? Yes. Okay, where it's like basic. Have you seen? I'll ask. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, essentially, where you know Wolverine at the end of it. He just wants to fucking die, you know, because he's he's immortal, essentially, and nobody can fucking kill him. So he's just like, fucking kill me, dude. And um, but my thing is like through him and this relates to my my overarching point here. A lot of the reasons as to why Wolverine in particular wants to end it is because of how much 
loss that he's had to incur in this life because time has kept moving while he's, you know what I mean? Like while he was living it essentially, right? Like he's, spoiler alert, like he loses Jean Grey, his brother, his fucking everyone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's outlived them all and they've all been born and died. You know, it's like crazy, love of his life. But like there's an interesting, and I, I know we're talking about two different stories, but it's interesting seeing Kirito's situation because Kirito and Asuna, although they have definitely lived those lives in Underworld, for sure. So that could be reason enough that they're just like, all right, I want to get out of here. So I'd like to say that I'm not disagreeing with any point, but I'm just, but to be fair in the real world, not more than what a month has gone by since like this whole fucking hollabaloo started to shake up in general. Um, so there's definitely that to be considered. One thing that I find interesting is that, um, Kirito is very adamant when he wakes up that he's like, we have to do whatever, for Underworld. We have to do whatever for Underworld. And also his Flucklight version, which did not get its memories deleted, mm. is kind of in the boat where it's like, okay, no matter what happens, I got to fight for Underworld. I think it's a little interesting, though, that Kirito, because obviously the Flucklight is basically the same thing as Kirito right up until his memories were wiped. So it's interesting that Kirito woke up and said, wipe my memories, because I feel like for someone who wanted the preservation of Underworld to the level that he did and being that he next to Asuna is the, the, the most knowledgeable on everything, you know, that has to do with underworld, not just from the technological side, but from the actual personable side that he would want to keep those memories in lieu of being able to better protect underworld and understand it. Right. So yeah. that's, that was an interesting choice. And that's that where he I made. think it just gets to the point where it's like, you're like, he felt every bit of being alive that 200 years. Yeah. Like I, I know if that was me, if I was reached that point, when I come out, if I had an option to wipe everything that I went through, I'd probably do the same thing. Like, I it? have been alive for too fucking long. Like, either A, kill me, <laughs> kill or, me. or B, whip my memory. Like, he had yeah, that yeah. option. Like, luckily, he didn't have to be killed for it. But yeah, yeah. I guarantee you that fucker came out of it and was like, bro, you don't know what I've been through. Fucking reset it. Like, I don't even give a fuck. Just reset it. Like, that's how it's, I genuinely I feel think it's, about it. It was, for me, uh, it's this idea that, like, Kirito is Kirito, right? You can, mm. like, that's the whole, again, the whole idea behind what makes the Flucklight such a unique um, piece of technology, right, in comparison to literally anything else that's mm -hmm. ever been in existence, whether fictional or not fictional, that's come in the realm of, like, replicating a person, mm. um, is that that is essentially Kirito's soul, right? You can take away, um, you know, the 200-plus years of knowledge that he got from, from being trapped there, um, whatever. But, like, yeah, you see in the episode that, like, no matter what, Kirito has experienced enough, whether we're talking about the the 200, you know, I'm just going to call him the king version, the king version of Kirito or mm -hmm. or not, um, to where he not only understands but feels. I mean, like, you know, re we remember that, like, even, w again, without the king Kirito, Kirito spent two years in the underworld, mm -hmm. right? So he still has two years of a life that he lived through and 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 met people, subsequently, obviously one of the most important ones, mm -hmm. Ugo. Um, in Underworld. And I think his plea, I think Kiri, the, you know, let's call it the, uh, you know, the, the pre or post white, like at the Kirito after he gets his memories wiped, um, his plea to want to save the Underworld is no different than um, the, you know, Kirito's Flucklight, his, his copied versions, uh, you know, let's call it plea to have his memories wiped because I think in both those ways, both of those Kiritos believe that 
they're doing. I mean, like the the first one's a little bit skewed because he's not really like it. I don't think it's in his head yet that like it's going to be either up to him or he's going to have to be one of the front runners in order to save Underworld, right? It's it's like literally more of like he's asking, right? Uh, um, his name is evading me, but the guy who runs the program uh, to save Underworld versus King Kirito, who was like, it would like it would do more harm for somebody with my knowledge to exist in the real world for Underworld. Like it would do, like, you know what I mean? So in his mind, again, that's why when we get the, when the copy, you know, when uh, Higa copies Kirito's Flucklight and, and boots him up and, and is talking to him, he's not asking about like coming into the real world to, to talk to, you know, the governments or whatever. He's like, what can I do to separate Underworld's survival based off of like the real world? What can I do essentially to get us off the grid, make us independent because Underworld will never be safe. I mean, he just says it, you know, in the conversation. He's like, if they wanted to, dude, on a whim, they could fucking shut this whole place down tomorrow and Underworld would not cease to exist. So it's this, I think for him, it's this idea of like that, you know, take even with that 200 years of experience, taking that into the real world isn't going to work. That's not going to save Underworld. In his mind, again, the best way for him as a king to save the Underworld is to get it away from the real world because the real world clearly does not want to, at least peacefully, uh, integrate with the underworld. Yeah. Well, I no, think an important thing though with that is don't forget with every decision that King Kirito made, if Asuna was alive, they were going to try to make a contract with the real world and the underworld. It wasn't just a hundred percent from the start. We're separating. Yeah. They're there. And that, and that's the thing where it comes almost to where Ian said, where in that fact, if Asuna was kept alive or Asuna was kept alive, real Kirito wouldn't have known that obviously. And, subsequently why again would you want that memory to be deleted if that was your intention from the start so that for me i see a little bit like of an argument for why that wouldn't be the case in your scenario because if in whose scenario what and i, I say it. is that it, oh, okay. and what he was just talking about because he said king kirito like from the start was like separating the whole under like yeah. no, 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 from not the from the start because he realized because when he those memories got wiped when his yeah when those memories got wiped mm -hmm. he was like i'm dead you know what I mean? Wiping these memories is effectively killing this version of me. Mm -hmm. Only mm -hmm. once Higa booted him back up on, like, the, you know, wherever he saved him to, did King Kirito realize, fuck, this dude didn't kill me. Or, or yeah, he didn't kill me, but he did kill Asuna. So, like, I think initially, in his mind, he, like, that wasn't the plan. The, the plan wasn't, to, like, to cut off, you know what I mean? But after getting rebooted from Higa and realizing that he is the only one who survived forego their plan from the get-go he's like well all right if i'm the only one here then fuck it cut you know cut the the bridge where we're you know we're backing the fuck away from this and we're doing this our own way uh, yeah, the I only thing know. is that well how would that explain the contract that they made like early like uh asuna and uh kirito maybe that's where i'm confused where it was like this was the plan in the event that one of us had to stay anyway. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, so Kirito's plan from the rip and Asuna's was, it's like, okay, if I, if we both get uh, copied, mm. then we'll try and broker this deal. If I get copied, you, you ask yourself, which sorry, that was just funny. Cause it was like, wow, way to put faith in your wife, Kirito, that yeah. she'd be able to take on the fucking sword, but whatever, besides the point. And then, if if uh, if no if other Kirito, way around. sorry other yeah. way around yeah if Kirito if Asuno gets, if Asuno copied, gets copied she'll delete she herself. herself if Kirito <laughs> gets copied sorry guys it's been a long day already and it's three um if Kirito copies himself then the scenario mm -hmm. in which he he um 
he fights for Underworld. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's where the question stemmed from initially because it was like he seemed to have had that plan from the rip, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or for however long they were talking about it he before that happened. That they so it was just well interesting to me that when he goes, okay, if I'm alive or if I get copied, I'll do what I can. And if we get copied, we'll do what we can. But if we both don't get copied, then I'm just going to ask him to delete them. And I just feel like that could be very pertinent knowledge and information in order to use for underworld survival, being that he's lived it for like three lifetimes. So that I don't know. It just struck me as but, interesting that he made right. that choice. But I think, again, I think it's one of those scenarios where it's like, just putting that knowledge, though, in the real world technically means that that knowledge could get into anybody's hands, right? And if that knowledge really is that pertinent to underworld survival, he feels that it's more dangerous to leave that out in the real world because, uh, once again, in the conversation he has with Higa, he, you know, the emphasis is placed that the real world, you know, and, and we see it from the conversation that real world Kirito and Asuna have with, uh, I think his name is like Kiga or... or, or you know the, more better than I would. Yeah, the, the doctor guy, again, who runs the... Oh, Higa. Um, no, no, not he. No, no, the no. guy with this, like the who's classic. wearing the Hawaiian shirt yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. The one oh, who runs the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who never for dresses day. for the occasion or yeah. always does. That I don't know. You decide. <laughs> um, but the conversation that they have in the hospital, uh, where he said, like, you know, it had been. I don't know if they specified the amount of time that's passed from the from the press conference to that moment. Mm. Um, he said a like, couple days. Uh, okay, yeah. so a couple days, and the real world's already like ready to pull the plug on Underworld, and like, yeah, fuck this shit, like. Download all the useful shit and 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 axe the shit off. Delete it. Like if that's already how they're responding, I think again, King Kirito's mindset is like, it it like this knowledge being in the real world, these real worlders having their hands on said knowledge is far too dangerous. What they could end up corrupting or distorting underworld into with that knowledge, rather than being buried with him and like you know what I mean. Yeah, but then he's the kind of like leaving them to die. It's almost like the spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for Attack on Titan. If you don't want it spoiled, get the fuck off and then come back. Anyway, spoiler. So it almost reminds me of um uh when they explain everything <laughs> in Attack on Titan or at least the start of it and um the uh not the Marlians like the good guys, quote unquote, get pushed back to their own fucking little island with the mm-hmm. walls, and the that paradise. the yeah paradise, and the kings and queens essentially with the founding titan keep on using the ability to wipe the minds of everyone in order to save them or not have that knowledge produced in the event that they didn't want things to happen again. Mm-hmm. And although it's it's different, right? There's definitely there's a whole a there, there's there's you know, but there are similarities. I feel definitely to it in the sense that I feel that. I don't want. I feel like "cop out"s a mean word um, to say, but it's for lack of a better one right now. Like I feel like that's almost kind of what it is in that sense, where it was like, okay, if you, if the, if the survival of Underworld was your utmost priority from the rip, then you, you know what I mean. Like I don't think the fear of your knowledge getting into the wrong hands is a justifiable excuse to, you know what I mean, to just wipe your memory completely. Because if anything, now you're potentially relevant knowledge in so far as helping them is now eliminated as well. So it's very hard for them now to, or not very hard, but you get my point. It's that much harder for them now to navigate this properly because you know what I mean? Like Kirito yeah. being that he yeah. was so well, enmeshed I think it's, isn't a part I, of it. One, quite frankly, I don't even, even know if I agree with the decision he made. I think it's whether, no matter what way you slice it, it's a tough call to make sure. because he's talking about the entire existence of a world. But mm. again, I think as the leader of that world, there is something to be said with, no, I'd rather this shit die here on my terms the way it is now than the possibility. Like, I think to him, 
just fathoming the idea that the underworld could become something completely different and corrupted and perverse from what it was supposed to be in, or at the very least what it was when he, you know, lived there. Sure. Um, you know, again, as the king, as the ruler of this world was like, I can't, I can't do that to these people. I can't let that, I can't put them in that potential risk. And again, I, you know, like I said, I don't even personally know if I think that that was the correct call, but because yeah, it's not an easy call to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's fair. I, I mean, if anything, he's lucky that there's King Kirito who got copied to now save them. That's what I'm saying. He's lucky. Well, that's, that, yeah, that's exactly. Because if he case. didn't, then yeah. they really would have been. Yeah, because if your goal anyway, was yeah. to save them, you're lucky you got copied. <laughs> well, that's, you know, because then you would have let them. Is I think in that state, he was sort of like, in a way, had given up. Right. He was like, all right. This is it. This is the end of the line. But like, once he realized that he was still alive, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. There's, I'm still here. There's Maybe. a chance to fight. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna go with he was just ready to fucking ice himself. I don't know. I think. Yeah. playing. I think it's interesting. Like, I think this too. These are fun conversations to have because number one, we don't know anything. We're 25, 20, whatever years old. Uh, two plus two is four. Yeah, Minus yeah. Minus one is three. I always Pick maps. Okay, you're 23. Wait, what? No, you're not. No, I was I was oh. in a different reference. I'm oh, 21. Sorry. Damn it, we're trying to prove how smart yeah. we are. Uh, wait, I'm 21. Wait, what? what? I was like, like 23, bro. I'm a high school student. Just your average high school student. Yeah, we're we're all 16. Well, welcome to the AOA anime. No, um, all right. Anyway, my point is we know nothing. Um, so that's interesting because like all we could really do is speculate, right? We're talking about an anime and we're trying to rationalize the decisions of an anime character right. um who really is just trying to rationalize the decisions of the writer <laughs> at the end of the right. day. Um you know, which could kind of lead us down a rabbit hole, but it is fun nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And I think, so I think it might come with age, but I feel like kind of with the argument or not the argument, but the top before of like, okay, you know, when you lived that long, like Gavin said before, it was like, okay, red pill or blue pill. Like, do you wipe the memories um, or do you not? And you know, you were saying, you know what? I've lived enough. Like I want to go away. I think knowing, thinking I know myself, um, I would think that I wouldn't, I would take the, whatever the opposite pill of, you know, that you took in that scenario. And again, that could change. Yeah. I think it, it's all that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's fun to speculate. Yeah. Like if you are now a hundred something years old and you're like, you were ready to go and you're like my age and all of a sudden I'm like, what do we got? 80 years left. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe that's another thing, but I think where I am right now, it's like, I don't know. It's like the, the opportunity that Kirito was presented and even if you take it as a curse right this is my thing right he comes out and even if that was a curse for him you've already lived it you know what i mean like it's done you've been through it you did it you emerged on the other side and i feel like for me personally again could eat my own words <laughs> that um you know we'll see when i'm 200 but like when you come out and you've already lived it i feel like it's like those now those new memories and those things that you've created and stuff that's all part of you just as much as everything else was. And I feel like that's what molds you into, you know, the kind of person that you are. And yeah, it's a weird, weird circumstance that you've come out with. Um, but in my opinion, personally, why not try and use that now to your advantage just in life to, you know, like better, you know, use those learned experiences in order to become a better person or, you know, well, all those kind of things or like have that knowledge and all that stuff. I think it's because the 200 years he spent in underworld, don't make Kirito Kirito, right? Like we, you know, we established the idea that like prior to that and, and, or, you know, beginning underworld Kirito and like, you know, 200 world or 200 uh, world, geez, um, uh, year plus Kirito, both are Kirito, right? Like they, they, they carry his fun, they carry his, 
fundamentally the, the things that make Kirito Kirito in his heart or in his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, those 200 years specifically don't make up Kirito, right? That, those, which is essentially what happens, isolate that and you get a very different version of Kirito. You get one who lived in and, and probably favors the underworld significantly more than the real world. Um, as opposed to, I think, the Kirito, you know, again, without that, who is, you know, as we see, even though having those all those 200 years worth of memories wiped, still kept the two years that he lived in Underworld with him, just because he lived and got through those things, like, clearly are going to fuck him up for years to come. Like, just be, I guess what I'm getting at is just because he lived through those things doesn't mean the hardship of those memories, like, is just gone, because the event is gone. Uh, He's yeah. still going to feel the trauma yeah. um, of experiencing well, that, stuff like that's the loss kind of, of UGO. Yeah, that's kind of my whole point, though, right, is that with, you know, like if he had a choice, it'd be a different story where it's like, you want to spend 200 years or not? Nah? And it was like, nah. And then like, but I think the, the question of, okay, now that you've spent the 200 years, do you want the memories wiped? Yes or no. And again, this is all opinion. Um, is the, is the interesting one for me because it's like, I, I disagree. I do think that is Kirito. I don't think that Kirito himself gets isolated per se. And it's like a different Kirito. I think that Kirito is Kirito is Kirito, right? So whether he was in, you know, the real world and then VR, right? Because like, you know, he was in sword art, he was in gun gale, he was in all these things like that's still Kirito, right? And I feel like Kirito's life and his experiences wherever they've been still makes him who he is. So 200 years or not, yeah, they could have been painful years. They might not have been. I mean, he was the king. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's suffering, there's not, it's, it's life. But I feel like that's kind of it at the end of the day is like, you know, those those memories and those hardships and those struggles and that growth are what, you know, are all part of still what makes you you. And yeah, you're still you if you get those memories wiped. But I would almost argue to say, you, I don't, you know, I feel like you could become potentially, you know, use correctly a better version of yourself. You know, if you were, if you were to keep the memories that you've had and the hardship that you've had and the things that you've learned over this course of time. And like, that's kind of it, right? At the end of the day, like the people that, you know, you see a cliche in the movies, but not even that, like the people that wish for, you know, like immortality and all that kind of thing, you know, it's like, that's kind of it, right? Because if like, if the question you presented to someone with, with that was like, yeah, you can live forever, but like, you don't retain any of the memories from body to body, then that's the whole point, right? Like they'd be like, well, no, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, what the hell's the point? I might as well die. I might as well have died there anyway, or died in that scenario anyway. And that, you know, leads into the whole thing. But um, I don't know. I just find it um, interesting. And again, there's no wrong or right. And I think it's, you know, that's where it's a matter of opinion. Would you or would you not? But I think where I am in my life right now at 25 years old, um, you know, I think that I would like to think that I'd be strong enough to want to say I'd come out and be like, no, I that was me. You know what I mean? Like I live that all this shit happened. And it's going to be, it's going to be a hell of an acclamation to, you know, to this again. And there's going to be a lot of trial and error and all that. But like, I'm glad for the experiences that I've had, you know, within there. And I hope to take these things that I've learned and be able to utilize them now, you know, for the rest of my life in order to, you know, help myself be a better version of myself and help others and all that kind of stuff. But again, that's, that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, no, I guess dog, it's just fuck like- that. I'm like, I don't care how much <laughs> suffering, dude. Like, I'm, uh, I can tell you what. If you're living that long, because I can see that explanation for a normal lifetime, mm. but bro, if you're pushing 200 fucking years, I don't care how much you're trying to solve better or grow. There's <laughs> just re- there is you are going to hit a point in your existence where it is going to be just way too fucking much. And I mean, that was the whole like that was the whole. Um, I can't even speak the words. My brain's farting, but like. <laughs> 
That's the whole problem with like, can a, can a soul even physically handle this amount of time yeah, going through yeah. 200 years? And that's the thing. Like how much can a soul physically take? Take And bro, 21 years is enough for my soul right now. <laughs> I'm telling you what, 200 years? You can count two. me fucking You're out. Wild. I think I, like, I, think I have I'm lucky to. if I make it to 60 and my soul doesn't fucking You're burst. Wild. I have to, let alone 200 on self-benefit. Uh, Fuck that shit, dude. I'd be out there running kangaroos and fucking like, all right, down, I don't boy, know, down. my ass. All right, yeah, I get this it. This ain't gonna work. I, no, I no, have no. to agree with Gavin for the most part. Um, some of that stuff <laughs> the you said in there. Yeah, I know, some of the shit you were saying, I'm kind of iffy on. But I agree with the kangaroo part. The, the core no, message. I want a box of kangaroo. Of, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a, I don't think it should be counted as a weakness, let's just say, if somebody did have that scenario and they were like, no, I want these 200 memories wiped. Like, this is this is too much for my soul or whatever you want to call it um, to be able to handle, to be able to, I mean, because if, again, if, you know, I don't even know how to quantify it, right? But, like, let's just say, for argument's sake here, that the two years that Kirito spent in Underworld prior to the 200 thing um, is going to be something that weighs on him and he's going to have to grapple and fight with for the rest of his life. I just, I, I don't think it's, it's like, a, a you know, knocking somebody a peg down if they're hit with 200 of those to grapple with and they're like no i that's I can't no and i, I want to be abundantly clear i don't i mean if i said that or made it seem like i'm calling him weak for that oh, no. that's not what i was saying like I think that, was that's not like it i was personal i was literally like was, yeah that yeah. was literally it yeah. i was just saying in my personal opinion yeah. i you know what i mean like that's yeah. what i would go because i think i'm not calling kirito weak in that scenario but i do think that you know there there contextually like there are a lot of positives to pull out of that you know what i mean like as well as negatives i think they go hand in hand and i think how personally like how you utilize the this the potential hardship and again i'd like to stress that like this wasn't all hardship for him in there like he gets to be with his wife for that long they don't age and they're also in king and queen of this world so it's not all like you know like brimstone and fire when they're in there the entire time i would like to put that on the table i mean but, that we know of yeah, sure. sure I mean, but like, shit. you know what I mean? Like they go through the uh, thing where it's like, let's make peace. And then, you know what I mean? They're doing like the short mini montage thing. And it's like, all I'm saying is like, it's not all peaches and cream, but it's not all hell either. That's number one. But like, you know, at the end of the day, I just think that there are as many positives to be able to take from that as many, um, as you know, equal to the negatives. And I don't necessarily fault you for taking that choice over another one but i think there's definitely an argument to be had to take the other one and i think that personally speaking i think that you know the human the human spirit and you know will to improve and live and stuff like that you know what i mean like i think that i think that uh i think that there are people out there you know what i mean that would like given this weird ass scenario would be able to make the absolute most of that and be able to, you know what I mean, be stronger than whatever whatever went on and and utilize that. You know what I mean? Especially since you didn't age physically at all. That's a huge detriment. Some but crazy motherfuckers, though. Yeah, um, yeah. It's nap time. <laughs> Gavin comes out, he goes, nap time. <laughs> <laughs> and then just... <laughs> <laughs> that shit's going to be on my grave. It's oh, like man. forever nap time. Yeah, forever nap time. Forever nap no, time. that's fair, man. I thought this was a really fun conversation. This, this was actually the most fun conversation I've had personally talking talking about sword art and everything. Cause I love it when they raise these existential questions and you know, these things about like, would you do this or would you do that? Or what's morally right? What's morally wrong, etc. I think these are really fun conversations to have personally. I think it makes it interesting, but anyway, folks, 
those are our thoughts on Sword Art Online episode 22. This one was called Alice. A lot of fun here. We went for like an hour, roughly go for 30 minutes normally. So you know, you know, this is chock full of goodness. We didn't even talk about how good Alice looks in the real world. Yeah, I know. There's so much to talk about in this one. We could honestly keep going. Fine. <laughs> Shit. Facts, right? Like, we reached that point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Y'all skeptics it. now. But when Alice start walking out. That's what I'm saying. I was thinking of it like huh. our technology. Oh, like, y'all yo, niggas be believers. We ain't, we ain't That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's we ain't what I'm gonna saying. Be a, we Gavin's gonna like, be there's a real moral dilemma that he just sees a pair of tits. Like, that, like, no, no, and he's no, like, no, no, all right, no, no, I, you no, know, no. I may have spoke yeah. out of turn no, 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 before. Innovation is key. Now let me get them titties. What are we if we do not adapt as a human species? I was thinking of it like, there's no way we're going to reach that point. But if we did. <laughs> then this whole conversation. This whole conversation. <laughs> oh man, fun shit. It only Liz. took an hour to change my mind. I was like, all right, let's go. go. Let's get it. <laughs> Alyssa, if it's sex I'm is a powerful motivator, that's all I gotta say. Y'all think we're not just Very animals powerful. at the end of the day. Yeah, right? You're fucking at fooling yourself. <laughs> yeah, all this yeah. talk about moral dilemmas. We're humans, we're fucking animals, yeah, bro. That's oh it. God. Oh man. Woo. Anyway, folks, if you enjoyed the content today, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of this episode what did you think of our discussion and what are your opinions on some of the topics that mm -hmm. we fleshed out today um, beyond that make sure you guys are referring to the description down below with all of our links for social media our community discord definitely hop in there it's been a lot of fun if you want to take us um on supporting us rather the channel on the next level you could go on patreon there as well and am i missing anything you're missing one thing i missing? also have a um more like a question, but something for you guys to comment. If you were to be trapped in the underworld for 200 years and you had to pick one of us three to be stuck with you, oh God. who That's would it be yeah. and why? Should we include yeah. a fourth option of like, just give me the bullet? <laughs> 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 you can comment that. Because I'm going to be real. If your option is none of us, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and also, honestly, so if your option is any of us or none of us and you write it, we know that you watch this video That's all it. the way through, yeah. which yeah. already gets you, you know, yeah. our support anyway, even if you'd curious. rather take the bullet. That'd be a fun no, one. No hard feelings. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time. Peace. Later. Peace.